Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Spinnerfell. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, sorry. And we're two Americans living mm-hmm. in Sweden, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about the playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about the playoffs, man. Uh, I thought about something right before we came on. And we were talking, as we always do before the show, mm. but mm. uh, something popped up. And I was like, I want to talk about this in front of our <laughs> listeners. There <Right>. is, <laughs> I don't know if you've been on Instagram, but I was up late watching some uh, true crime mm. documentary, as you do. And this was a horrible mm. story, too, about this woman who got kidnapped. And the police are, every true crime documentary I've been watching, the police just suck. Totally. I know exactly what you're talking about because I have also watched this documentary this past week, coincidentally. You're yeah, talking about called, uh, Ameri- Nightmare. American Nightmare. American, American Nightmare. Nightmare. She gets kidnapped. Um, there's this whole drama of like the boyfriend gets tied up, they get drugged. It's sort of like a ransom thing. Yeah. Um, and then the cops just don't believe them. Yeah, this, and it's sucks. like, it, and it, it's, it's heartbreaking. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. I, <laughs> I know what you're getting ready to say. <laughs> There's this woman who's like attached to the case somehow. Knows some. She's friends with somebody. She's there. she's the lawyer. She is she is the lawyer of the of the boyfriend. Okay. Oh yeah. She's the and boyfriend's she's lawyer. <laughs> and I was just watching randomly, feeling bad. But at first, I was like thinking he did it. He did something. But then they're talking to him, so I'm like he couldn't have done. And then when she said, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is that about? <laughs> yeah. I like paused and Sandra was walking by. She stopped. I was like, yo, look how this lady says fuck. <laughs> you know what it is? It struck me as she says it like a person. Like, I feel like my fa- my father rarely cursed. Right. Yep. She said but, like she don't but, curse. Yep. But when he did. It sounded like he just learned how to curse. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't do it that much. Like I think for people like you and me who have decided, and our generation is basically mm-hmm. decided, like we take the George Carlin route. There's no, yeah, we grew there's up no on bad, HBO. There's no, there's no bad words. There's only bad intentions. Like yeah. you should be able to say all of these words. Uh, so we have embraced them, and we have embraced like the brilliance of a word like fuck in the different ways yeah. that you can use it. Uh, yeah. But she curses like someone who feels like she's doesn't really get a lot of opportunities to curse. <laughs> <laughs> and what the fuck is that? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny too. Uh, but anyway, um, this is Finifo. We're going to talk about football now. Uh, and it's the last it's the, the, the games to determine who's going to the Super Bowl. Yes, also known as the incredibly iconic extra crispy conference <laughs> championship round 
I am excited. Yes. This extra crispy, that's how you got to go for you me. Extra crispy. You don't want regular I mean, crispy. Nah. That don't get nah. you to the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. You want extra crispy, mm-hmm. whether it's chicken or crab cakes. You know yep. what I mean? Oof. We're, we're playing games in Baltimore. There's going to be some crab cakes going down this weekend. Man, I want crab cakes, man. Don't you want a crab cake? I want one bad, too. But you know what? I'm a little freaked out. I made crab cakes a couple of years ago here in Sweden, but I made mm-hmm. it with that imitation crab meat. Don't do that. And then I recently learned, I don't even remember what it is, but I heard some kind of story about like the yeah. actual contents of imitation crab meat. And I just like, yeah. I can't, I can't do it anymore ever again. Yeah. It made my skin crawl. I was like, ha I don't Mm -hmm. remember what it was, but it was something gross. It's like the leftover, like all of the extra fish. Right. It's like their guts, and then they put it into like a, basically pump it together, and then like a mash, and then they squeeze it out. And somehow they get it to taste like crab meat? Yeah. Or some kind of artificial injection yeah, like or artificial, something? Yeah, yeah. Ugh, bro. That they add in, in a plant. It's like made in a big plant. It's like a hot, like a, it's like a hot dog of the sea. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Ugh, No, thanks. Can't do it. And Ugh. it used to be so good on a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> it, it used to be. I can't do it anymore. I can't. Nope. I can't nope. do it. I can't unhear what I've heard. Man, I, uh, man. Mm. Man. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go through the, some news. Oh my God, there's so much news. Let's try to rip through this. The first one, let's go with the big one first. Jim Harbaugh has oh, officially yeah. left the University of Michigan to take the Chargers head coaching job. Um, after saying two years ago that he was done chasing NFL jobs, um, there is nothing quite like multiple impending NCAA investigations to get a man to change his mind. Yeah, and give it another try. Uh, <laughs> the hard he had a successful go. <laughs> he did, and you know, to be fair, this guy has a reputation of winning everywhere he goes. Stanford, everywhere. yep, everywhere. San Francisco, um, Michigan. Ironically, I think one of his last actual jobs as a quarterback was playing for what was then the San Diego Chargers. So that's kind of funny. Oh, um, the Harbaugh brothers. For, wait, wait. Let me ch- ch- check my uh, memory. He played for Bears, several teams. Bears, Colts, mm. Chargers. Is all I can mm. think of. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember Bears. Did he play? He might have played for one more team after the Char- Chargers was like late in his career. I think mm. he may have played for one more team. I don't remember. Um, for those interested, the Harbaugh brothers will play each other next season. Um, we don't have the date just yet, but when we do, you can all circle it on the NFL narrative come shot calendar, which will be sent out (laughs) to everyone sometime in, you know, June or July. Um, right. Um, I mean, obviously the big question, which we don't know is the mess that he's left behind at the university of Michigan is going to be significant. Um, they are, currently facing at least two, maybe three huge level one violation um, Mm. accusations and investigations, including stealing the other team's play call signs. Um, So it's no big surprise that 
that Harbaugh essentially jumped ship because had he stayed, he probably would have been suspended for the entire season. So he's like, fuck right. this. I got my national yeah. championship. You're welcome. Goodbye. Plus the NCAA is stupid. Extremely stupid. Um, next up, we have Antonio Pierce hired as the Raiders head coach after replacing Josh McDaniels. He gets the interim job. Obviously, from within the locker room, we talked about this. There were a lot of players who said, like, mm-hmm. fuck, you don't hire this man. You can fucking trade me right now. Um, we'll see. Um, I happen to think, why the hell not? You know what I mean? The guy loves the Raiders. He grew up rooting for the Raiders. He's mm-hmm. obviously good at his job. Um, I, for me, this is a smart hire. I like this. Yeah. Uh, you want someone yep. who has the locker room which clearly Josh McDaniels did not. You want someone who can really build the culture, like the kind of guy who can make you feel like, feel like you really care. Like a Dan Campbell, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what Dan Campbell's done for the lions, basically. Yep. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Titans have also hired their head coach, Brian Callahan, the former Bengals offensive coordinator. Um, Mm, We're going to see what happens over there in Cincinnati. that's interesting for both sides, for sure. Um, I, I can tell you that Titans fans are still salty about mm. the way they did Mike Vrabel. Um, Where's he that, at, man? He's inter- out. He's still out here in the wind interviewing. Um, uh, Go ahead so, and say it. What's the next one? Well, I'm no, I'm not there yet. I'm almost there. Uh, <laughs> the next one, it, it's in the division, but it's kind of fascinating. The Panthers essentially announced, they announced that they are hiring Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their next head coach. Hmm. To me, this one's kind of one of the more fascinating ones. Not only do you have a guy who's moving from within the division, um, but with all these hotshot coaching candidates out there, this tells me that nobody actually nobody, wants this job. Nobody want to go there. No offense to Dave Canales, but there is no way that any of these top-level coaches are interested in working for David Tepper. And there's no way Canales is going to be there for more than two years? No. As head coach? No. I I think this – I, I would hate to be a Panthers fan. Didn't Baker Mayfield play for them, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was there. They're like, wow, if he made him look good <laughs> – yeah. <clears throat> he could be our head coach, the guy yeah, exactly. we got rid of. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. We're in the NFC South, so let's do this. I woke up this morning to discover that the Falcons have hired Raheem Morris as their new head coach. Um, mm. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not exactly sure how to feel about this. Yeah. Obviously, I'm rooting for the guy. He's clearly had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. We all know that. Um, but after <laughs> like after 14 separate coaching interviews with dudes like Vrabel, Harbaugh, Belichick, you give the gig to Raheem Morris, a guy who was already in the organization a few years ago. He took over for mm-hmm. Dan Quinn when Quinn got fired. They didn't offer him the job then. I hope obviously for a million reasons that this works out, especially because the Falcons are going to get buried if this doesn't work. I mean, leaving all of those good coaches out there, it would be so Falcons to blow this. (laughs) But like, 
are they saying they didn't choose Belichick because, I mean, like they wanted to, and or they had he had a bad second interview? Like maybe so, Belichick was the one that didn't want to do it. <clears throat> it's interesting because I think we'll start to learn more about this as time goes on. But there is already some reporting, some of these like people in the building speaking to us anonymously. La da 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 da. It, it appears to be true that. Even after three, inter- they had two interviews, two interviews and a dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the interviews took place in the Virgin Islands, for Christ's sakes. They fly Bill down <laughs> on a private jet to the Virgin Islands to have his first interview uh, wow. with Arthur Blank. Um, it's clear that they wanted Belichick. Right. But the issue that comes with hiring Belichick, which is the assumption that you would have to completely restructure your mm-hmm. front of the office situ- you're all of a sudden your your general manager who frankly has done a pretty good job since he got there yeah. um your president of operations your ceo all of these guys are long term like one of the guys i forget his name he's been there since like the early 2000s like from from the beginning of the arthur blank time very very loyal to this guy the idea that Belichick is going to come in and you're just going to hand him the keys to the castle and let him be the king and do everything, it appears to be the reason why the Falcons did not offer him the job. Is anybody going to? That is apparently the presumptive narrative out there that it's looking more and more likely. There's only two open positions left. It's looking more and more likely that Belichick is, is at the very least, going to take a year off from coaching. There's only two jobs left. It's the Commanders and the Seahawks. That's it. Well, he was rumored with the Commanders already. Has he interviewed with them? Nope. The only team he has reported, the only reports of interviews for Belichick, it's only the Falcons. That's the only teams he's interviewed with, supposedly. As we know, uh, that's as far as we know, basically. Hmm. So on one level, I can understand why, you know, Look, I kind of wanted them to hire Belichick in part because of my inner agent of chaos and mm-hmm. and the irony, just loving this idea that we would hire the man who delivered our darkest historical moment. Like, there's just something fun about that. Yeah. Um, the hype and attention. I mean, the Falcons would have instantly become relevant in a way that we've probably never have been which mm-hmm. I think would be kind of fun. But I'm also kind of glad because I I've, I don't really – the idea of Belichick rolling in and trying to install the Patriot way, which is starting to feel a little stale at the moment. And you know yeah. – And you've seen Belich- people try to do it too. It might only know, work in New England. And you know that with Belichick – I mean, it's like the moment they hire Belichick – how long is it going to take before they announce that they just hired Josh McDaniels to be the OC and Matt Patricia to be the defensive coordinator? It's like, (laughs) do I really like, I've, I've completely lost faith in that concept. Like I, I, in a, in a way I'm kind of glad that they hired Raheem Morris because at least it's like, it just feels like a far more progressive choice. No disrespect to Belichick's career and what he's managed to accomplish. He deserves all of the accolades clearly going to be a hall of fame 
uh, head coach, but at the same time, do you really want to just hand your entire organization over to this man right now? I bet Arthur Blank did. I think he really wanted to, but I think he probably, I I think it was a very, it's a, it's a tough choice to make. I think. Man, Belichick Um, should budge, man. I want to see him like get that record and stuff, you know? I think he should budge too, because I don't think one thing that it's I think it'd be more fun for him. Just coach, bro. Cause I, I think it's forgotten that, you know, it's not like Belichick showed up in new England and he just immediately got the keys to the castle. He acquired this power, this level of control over the team over time. So the idea that someone would get in the building and acquire that control over time is a lot different than you just showing up out of nowhere saying, I want everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then knowing, like, they're like, okay, this contract, we signed it for this, and we're trying to do this with it. You know what I mean? This player, we want to do this. You know, this can't, like, you can explain what you need. I'm sure you can communicate. Just have an open line of communication, which he's probably just not into. And Bill's no spring chicken. You you hire Bill Belichick, you've got him for what? Two, three, maximum four years? You're going to blow up your entire Mm -hmm. off-the-field football operational side for that for four for you know what i mean it i so i i get it i understand why they didn't offer him the job um anyway we can move on nick sirianni has survived as the coach of the eagles um it would be stupid if they fired him but apparently they fired all the coordinators yeah that's why their year wasn't as good it's being reported they fired the coordinators that they had this year yep it's being reported that 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 Sirianni will have a very limited say over the Eagles' offense next year. It sounds to me that like Howie Roseman is essentially running things, and people are. I mean, reporters are literally asking Nick Sirianni in press conferences, like, "What is it exactly that you do here?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like did you say uh, each each individual, each individual coach, each yeah, individual player, each everybody in, like in the building. He is very much talking like that again. Um, I don't get it, man. The guy got you to the Super Bowl. What did they think? That who did they think got him there? Collaborative effort that got hired away. I guess. I guess. Um, well, man. interestingly enough, twenty four hours later, the Eagles announced that they uh, are hiring your guy, Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. uh, a day after he departed from. The Dolphins. A lot was put. You know, there there was a lot of chatter about losing um, losing their defensive coordinator last year. W- was a bit of a state. Like I think the Cardinals were actually accused, and I think they actually lost a draft pick because they technically mm. they tampered. They tampered. They tampered to um, get Jonathan Gannon. Okay, to get Jonathan Gannon which kind of pissed off the Eagles because the Eagles already had Fangio in the building when they were doing their, as a, as a defensive consultant, when they had their Mm -hmm, Super Bowl run and they let Fangio go because they assumed Gannon was staying Mm -hmm. and, and Fangio had already gotten the job with the Dolphins by the time Gannon left. So they felt kind of fucked by the whole thing. Um, So anyway, Fangio is, is going to be the DC for the Dolphins. Interesting. No, for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mix it up. Uh, The Bears are hiring Seahawks. Shane Waldron is their new offensive coordinator. This is the man who turned around Geno Smith 
um, it was a, <laughs> Gino it was is about, not Justin who, Fields. Who was about to get a chance to work with either Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. Right. Because the Bears have the number one pick in the draft. So that's – you know, it's funny. They they The Bears had hi, um, had interviewed uh, Cliff Kingsbury, which – which was quite fascinating because Kingsbury has spent the last mm-hmm. year as the quarterbacks coach for USC working directly with Caleb Williams. So a lot of people thought he was going to get the gig, but it didn't happen. Um, Smart. Yeah. Cause he's getting Let's propped see. up by quarterbacks, man. Mm-hmm. He got propped uh, up by Pat Mahomes. Yep. Then he got propped up by <laughs> uh, baby Yoda. Yep. And he's getting propped up by Caleb. Don't fall for that shit. Yeah. Um, Jaguars have hired Falcons defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. Damn. Um that's to be not, their new their new that's DC. Not good. Yeah, that's not good. I, I the reason one of the I was really worried about it until I woke up this morning and realized that we had hired Raheem Morris, who was oh, also yeah, a defensive yeah. coordinator. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm good. But I was a little worried when it happened because I felt like Ryan Nielsen did a great job with the Falcons defense this year. The Jaguars defense is obviously very, very bad. Um, so this mm. is a smart move by them, in my opinion. Yeah, um, They thought they didn't need a, a defense because they had a generational quarterback. So, mm. Yeah, they thought that. <laughs> um, let's see. We're almost there. Packers have fired their defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, Joe Barry. Mm, saw that coming. Following their divisional round playoff loss to the 49ers, um, had to happen. Yeah, fans weren't with that shit. Had to happen. It It was really, it was a really up and down year for the Packers defense. Um, you know, they, they really have something interesting going on on offense. And I think if they can get things sorted out on the defensive side of the ball, they could be one of those teams that's like, you know, just make sure they don't score more than ten points, and we're going to win almost every game. You know what I mean? If yeah. they could put the, yeah. if they could put that together, then I think the Packers could be a really really interesting team. Um, we we actually have a weird, unexpected um, acquisition for a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lions backup tight end Brock Wright. Uh, he was injured in the divisional round. So the Lions have gone out and signed Zach Ertz. Yeah, so uh, like just a few days ahead of the NFC Championship game, which is you know you don't normally see players getting added this late in the playoffs. It's kind of it, I don't know what to say about it other than like just keep an eye out. Wouldn't it be fascinating? And the Ravens, the Ravens did that too, right? They just signed. Yeah, uh, they, they signed Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah, they did. They that might did. be a that might be a big. Deal. Because mm. he looked um, good at the end of that game. <clears throat> he did look good at the end of that game. Um, my last news story is an RIP. Former University of Georgia football mascot passed away in his sleep two days ago. Oh, wow. Uga 10. <laughs> Uga 10. Uga 10. Uh, also known as Q, which is his real name. Um, <laughs> Uga, the mascot a- mascot for the University of Georgia Bulldogs from 2015 to 2022 uh, has the best record of any mascot in Georgia football history, going 91 and 18. 
two national titles, a couple of uh, SEC championships. Um, yeah, he's been succeeded by Uga 11, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's sort of a weird... It's this one guy from Savannah, Georgia, who has basically been providing bulldogs for, <laughs> f- for 50 years. <laughs> and every R. time R. one P. of them dies... Every time one of them dies, they just they just pop in a new one. Uh, R.I.P. Q. R.I.P. Q. Um, had to fit that in. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And now I kind of wanted, before we get into the flip them and pick them stuff, I kind of want to talk about these games a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a little bit of a deep dive. Okay. Um uh, a couple of questions. First, I'd like to sort of uh, a few numbers that I would like to throw at you to consider. Right. Well, I want to ask you something first, though, because you, you did bring up something, um, mm. you know, sad in the, the death of Agaten. Mm. Mm. And I want to ask you. Skiff, how is Agaten, a.k.a. Q, how is it? Kyle Shanahan's fault. It's really quite simple. I think that obviously after having won two national championships and a couple of mm-hmm. SEC championships, uh, Agaten being, you know, a football aficionado that he is, he feels like he's climbed to the mountaintop. And from the mountaintop, he looks down and he sees a man like Kyle Shanahan coaching the way he coaches. And he thinks to himself, <laughs> you know what? There is no hope for the future of football. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to go out on top uh-huh. and uh, fuck this Kyle Shanahan. I hope he loses <laughs> in the uh, NFC conference. I think this is a direct quote. This is his last words he said on his deathbed. <laughs> I hope Kyle Shanahan loses. Yeah, he. I hope he. I. You know, he has a kinship with with the lions, of course, because mm-hmm. it's another mm-hmm. uh, creature from the animal kingdom. So yeah. <laughs> he, he made it clear that. As a creature of the animal kingdom, I am clearly rooting for the Lions. What the fuck is a 49er anyway? uh, Fuck Kyle Shanahan. I'm out. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what the machine did when he he was pieced out. Little paw piece. (laughs) A-Town down. (laughs) A-Town down. G's up. (laughs) (laughs) all right well now i know now i know 
Yeah. Okay, we can uh, now that we get that out of the way, we can talk about uh these matchups. You said uh what what kind of numbers are you digging into? I like this. So, okay, first off, Ravens are favored by four. Mm-hmm. Over under is 44 and a half. 49ers okay. are favored by seven. Their over under is 40, uh, sorry, 51 and a half. Now, both of the Ravens and the 49ers played on Saturday last week. Okay. Which gives them an extra day of rest. Right. Mm-hmm. And I discovered this week that the team with an extra day of rest in the conference title round for the last 13 okay. years is 19 and nine. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it always the uh, one seeds? Uh, let's see. I think I might is that actually a part get... of the benefits of one seat. I think so. Yeah. So, okay. While the chiefs and lions, obviously, you know, we're balling out on Sunday, the 49ers and Ravens are chilling at home, you know, revenge tweeting all the haters in their lives who doubted them because that's, you know, what people mm-hmm. do now. Um, <laughs> the 49ers are playing at home as are the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And in the past 10 years, the home teams in the conference championship games for both the NFC and the AFC are eight and two over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it feels like advantage 49ers and 49ers or Ravens there clearly. Yeah. Right. Um, Specifically, if we want to get into the Kansas City-Baltimore game, Lamar is playing for his first AFC title game mm-hmm. uh, against Mahomes, who only ever goes to the AFC title game, six straight. Uh, Mahomes has never not gone to the AFC title game since he's been the starter in Kansas City, which is wow. absurd. That's absurd. Um, much has been made of the chiefs offensive woes this year. They obviously figured it out against the bills in a big spot, but do we feel confident that they can do the same going up against way better team? Defense, my man, yeah. former bulldog Roquan Smith and the rest of the Ravens defense, which is playing mm-hmm. lights out. Like, what do you, what, what do you think? It's like really hard to count them out, but you're going to get half a game of Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a full game of Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And him and Rice seem to have something now. Mm. And you're going to get, I mean, you can't threaten that Ravens defense with Pacheco because <laughs> they run hard too and they hit hard too. So I feel like the the craziest thing is that 51, I don't know if 51 points coming out of this game, man. And we also can't forget about the other side, man, that Chiefs defense. Correct. That's the star of the game. Agreed. For them, for sure. The reality is this. So on the defensive side of the ball, the Ravens defense gave up the fewest points per game this year, 16 and a half. Okay. Okay. They also led the league in sacks with 60. Sound familiar? Kind of sounds like the Eagles last year. Remember that? Mm -hmm. In the league Mm -hmm. in sacks, less points. But the flip side of this, as you mentioned, is that the Chiefs are ranked pretty much right behind the Ravens (laughs) in in both of those categories. So this game, I agree with you, will probably have more to do with what happens on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, But I feel like this year, it feels like Mahomes is a little more mistake prone than than, uh, Lamar. Well, that's – yeah, and – he, the thing that's interesting about that, and I, there's some more numbers I can throw at you, 
Mahomes is only one in three in games where he's sacked three or more times. So and one is the Super Bowl. Yeah. When they so lost far, to the Bucks. When they yeah. were killing them. So far in the playoffs, Mahomes has been sacked a total of zero times this year. Zero. And they that's the exact amount of times they played the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um uh, Mahomes, obviously the way he makes things happen, he 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 oftentimes feels kind of inevitable um mm. but can we yeah. argue in a way i feel like can, can we argue that lamar has a major advantage in the weapons department i mean he's a better runner he has good mm-hmm. running backs he's mm-hmm. a lot more reliable receiver options especially mm-hmm. now that it looks like right. it looks like mark andrews might be making a miraculous comeback for this game okay uh as well so you got andrews likely obj uh bateman flowers be balling uh who's the, yeah, hit, the running game. back who's really good catching out of the back hill mm-hmm. i forget his first name justin, something justin hill. just he's really good at catching the ball out of the backfield too yeah. I, personally i'm of the opinion that the ravens should win this game they should but as we have said so many times before mahomes always gives the chiefs the opportunity to he's defy he gives you a chance to defy the logic I think it's also Harbaugh going up against Andy Reid, and that seems like a big disadvantage. Well, I think the and Steve disad- Spagnola. I think the di- I think the disadvantage there, which I would agree with you, I think Andy Reid is a better coach than Harbaugh. Um, but what Harbaugh has in his back pocket mm-hmm. is my man, former Bulldog Todd Munkin, who <laughs> has a chance to go. Back-to-back national championships, followed by a potential Super Bowl win. I don't think anyone's ever done Impressive. that before. That yeah. would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, how often have you gone straight from college <laughs> and then exactly, and then a coordinator and <laughs> doesn't happen? That's it's a probably, weird stat. <laughs> I'm just guessing it's never happened. I went yeah. deep into the archives. Yeah. I didn't find what I was looking for, but I'm just That's gonna a score gummy. It's <laughs> a coaching gummy. It's a coaching gummy. Thank you. It's a coaching gummy. <laughs> Um, moving on to the other game, Lions 49ers. I have to say, if I'm a Lions fan, I think my biggest concern would be their ability to match up in coverage against all these weapons that Purdy is going to be throwing to. Yeah. Um, 250 passing yards allowed per game in the regular season for the Lions. That's sixth worst in the NFL. Mm. Um, they gave up 349 to Baker Mayfield and you know, 367 to my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford. Uh, and now they got to deal with Ayuk. They got to deal with Ayuk. They got to deal with Kittle. Ayuk's playing? I mean, Debo. And is Debo playing? We don't know yet. He's still, apparently he's going to return to practice today as a limited participant, so we don't know. And then, of course, McCaffrey, who is just, he's just as dangerous catching the ball as he is running it. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little scary to think about what the Lions are going to have to do here. Um, however, if Debo does not play, the 49ers are 0-2 without Debo as a starter. Mm. Which is – I was really surprised to learn that considering what they have. It just seems weird. Um, 
the Lions have won despite their defense because their mm-hmm. offense has been so good. But are we worried about the fact that in this one they're facing the 49ers defense with dudes like Chase and Bosa and Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw? Like, do you really think the Lions can overcome this? And Ward on the back end. Exactly. Do you think they can do it? Do I? Yeah. No. Nah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry to give a simple answer like that, but I just think it's going to. I'm looking at both of these games and I'm looking at defenses that are going to tell the story. And uh, I think if the Lions defense can't score and then, I mean, can't stop the Niners, they're like, can't stop anybody, can't stop mm. a nosebleed in the words mm. of uh, our boy Bart Scott, then, and the 49ers defense, they're going to make you punt a couple times. Hmm. If the offense is scoring and you're punting, or going for a stupid fourth down and giving them the ball, the the other number that the other number that would have me really concerned as a Lions fan is that this year, with a clean pocket, mm-hmm. Jared Goff has an eighty percent completion percentage. Mm. Under pressure, fifty percent. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, but he's looked he's looked good in the playoffs with pressure. He has, but he's I'm been just saying standing these, in there better. Yeah, it's that these are the numbers. Man. I'm just saying with with when you got that defense coming at you, and mm. you're throwing at a 50 percent completion percentage, this could get ugly quick. But um, they have one of the best offensive lines in football. If true, not the best. Which I feel is probably why the Lions' run game. Is, is likely their best chance at delivering an upset. Mm. If they can control the line of scrimmage, you got Gibbs and Montgomery, who have been a great one-two punch all year. The 49ers, here's another number I found, 49ers are three and four this year in games where they've allowed at least 100 yards rushing. Ooh, nice stat there. One of these wins coming in the last game against the Packers that they damn near lost. So... um the other thing that we may be overlooking here is the fact that this game basically comes down to how well McCaffrey plays. He is the yeah. league rushing leader. He scored a fucking buttload of touchdowns. Um, but the Lions do have the second best run defense in the NFL. Best runner versus second best run defense. I mean, let's and fucking can't go. Ask for more. Let's fucking What's, go. What's uh, a name those good running backs in the NFC North? That they played six times this year? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 The the fumbling Vikings. They got Aaron Jones. Hmm. Who else is up there? Uh well the Bears had like a weird combination Herbert. of unreliable yeah. running backs for sure. Um so maybe that's a bit of it. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I didn't think about that. Um, another interesting one, obviously, turnovers matter. Purdy is two and four when throwing at least one pick. Goff is four and four when throwing at least one pick. Um, yeah, he don't mind. But Goff would throw it out there and then figure it mm-hmm. out. Purdy, uh, when he collapses, he collapses. He looked bad last game, too. He looked bad in that Packers game. He did. Uh, they unlocked another, something. And, yeah. Another funny uh, 
aspect to this game doesn't really matter to this game. It's just a funny historical thing. The Lions have not won a road playoff game since 1957. Wow. And they have not beat San Francisco since 1975. On the road or just at all? Period. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that this game... I mean, I, this is the least original. You catch off guard with this shit. <laughs> this is a very unoriginal statement, but I feel like this game is either going to be a complete blowout or it's going to be a nail biter, like yeah. field goal with like zeros on the clock kind of vibe. Uh, Man, I, it's it's gonna it could be a fucking smackdown. Yeah, it really really. I could. don't want that though. I want a fun game. It's been fun games this playoffs. <clears throat> um. And then finally, there is the Super Bowl logo conspiracy, which may make this exercise of discussing the games just utterly useless. Maybe you heard about this. It's been going around. Have you seen this? Mm -hmm. I've seen this dumb shit. You know, I don't like stuff like this, man. So it's been, there's so many colors in the logo. It's so stupid. Why do we even talk about this? Because it's funny and stupid. So the last few years, the colors used in the official Super Bowl logo have just happened to coincide with the colors of the teams that made the Super Bowl. It was orange and yellow a few years back when the Bengals and the Rams made it. Last year, it was green and red. So, of course, the Eagles and the Chiefs made it. Uh, this year's logo is red and purple. That means we're looking at 49ers versus Ravens Super Bowl. Uh I guess last week you could have argued, well, it might be the Bucks and the Ravens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if this happens three years in a row, I also think this is stupid. But if this happens three years in a row, the colors matching up like this, oh, I, demand an, I demand an investigation. No, it's going to be people making bets next year. It's going to be stupid. But there's so many colors in there, so many variations of color. You could have had the Titans, Jaguars, Dolphins. You could have had so much stuff in some of these in the logo. I am, of course, hoping that the Lions kill this conspiracy narrative and it tracks by, you know, taking that Honolulu blue all the way to the big dance. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always been one of my favorite things about the Lions, that they, that, that color is technically called Honolulu blue. <laughs> Ever been to That's Detroit? Cool. I can't think of a city that reminds me less of Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a city that reminds me more of New Jack City. So, uh. Ooh, that's a deep cut. I like that. Yo, where uh. Pookie at? <laughs> nah, I've never been to Detroit, so I don't know. I've only sort of just passed. I've driven through. Yeah, exactly. I've driven through Detroit. Whatever. Uh, that's all I got, man. I mean, I guess it's time to flip this shit and pick these games. There's only two of them, right? Yeah, man. I'm going to go ahead and, and flip it. I mean, it's my flip, but uh, I might have a quarter. Oh. Your flip, my call. Look at this. Hey, now. Hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Get paid. <laughs> all right. Uh. All right, uh, you gonna call it in the air? Yeah. All right, I'm flipping now. 
Tails. Tails it is. Oh, finally. Yeah, man. <laughs> that man got tails. Finally. 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 <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first or do you want to? Oh, there's so many games to choose from. I know. I think I'm going to go second because I feel hey, like I feel yeah. like the second game is the only one that feels I, I, I know what I'm going to pick. I obviously hope I'm wrong, but the first game. What? I'm not pick you. I'm going second. You just don't want to pick against the four. Oh, you don't want to pick the 49ers. <laughs> you don't want. It could go as an upset, too. No, we don't have upsets. Bro, the 49ers are going to win the game. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what I pick. I haven't decided yet. I'm saying I'm the... Isn't that the first one? Lions 49ers? Is it? Oh, okay. No. I have it written there. Okay, so it's Chiefs Ravens. Hold no on, wonder. Me, I was going to say, why would you not pick the... Let me... Let me double... Jesus Christ. Let me no, double check. I, I just have it written down here. I don't... I'm pretty sure the first game... I had ESPN up a second ago. Where the fuck is it? Um, I'm pretty sure the first game is... Yeah. Chiefs, Ravens are playing at 9 o'clock okay. uh, on Sunday, and then the Lions now I see. and 49ers Now I see why you went second. <laughs> okay. Mm. I had it written differently. All right. Well, I'm going to pick the uh, Ravens to win this game. Hmm. I'm going to feel dumb if the Chiefs do, but I just think they're going to be good. It's partially it'll be fun to see Lamar in a big game, but I think they're just a better roster. Got to go with the roster. Hmm. I didn't want to pick this. Yeah, it's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky um, one because the Chiefs can win, but I got to go with the, the better roster. In the next game, the NFC Championship game, the Lions will be playing the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I clearly have a complicated history with Kyle Shanahan. Um, if they lose this game... It, it you you it will it'll definitely just be prepared. If the 49ers lose this game, when we come back to talk about these games next week. There will be a significant section of the podcast which will be dedicated <laughs> to why this is Kyle Shanahan's fault. I guarantee you. <laughs> Do I have um, long enough game show music? <laughs> just put it on a loop, bro. Um. I so everything in my heart wants to pick the Lions, but I'm gonna go with my head, um, and I'm going to pick the 49ers. I think this is where this is where the Cinderella story, unfortunately, will end for the Lions. Uh, the 49ers are just too stacked on both sides of the ball. The Lions are vulnerable in so many places, especially in their secondary. Um. If they don't, if Hutchinson, the only way the Lions win this game is if Aiden Hutchinson plays the game of his life, in my opinion. Because yeah. if, if Purdy has time, he's going to be picking them off all day long. He's just going to be slicing that defense up. I think they're going to have they're going to have the defense on the hills, like running laterally. They're going to be doing different uh, motions and sweeps huh. and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think and so too. McCaffrey and then McCaffrey every now and then right down that power. Uh, run, yeah, 
even my Shanahan hate cannot prevent me from picking the 49ers this week. I just wow. I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. Get it. All right, man. Uh we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Two good games. It's gonna be fun. And uh oof. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Maybe I'll even join the chat group this week. What is that? Yeah. How does it's that work? On, it's just it's on Messenger. You're in it. I'm in it? Yeah, you're in if you're in the in our Spinfell pod group, then you can be in the the, the group chat. Hmm. Fun. On Messenger. I'm probably it's not called game time. Maybe I'll join it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see, man. All right. Well, if your team's still in it, congratulations to you. You've had a really fun season. <laughs> Those mm-hmm. of you out there, that we have some. Fan. I know we had a Buffalo Bills fan, a diehard that was in the chat. Oh, Felt bad for him. Heartbreak. Yeah. Um, damn. But I don't know if we have any. Yeah, we got Chiefs fans definitely. Hmm. I don't know I'm if we sure have we any got... Ravens fans. I pre- I'm almost certain we got 49ers fans in there too. Oh yeah. Anybody who grew up in the 90s. Hmm. <laughs> yeah when they were good and shit i love you Niners fans but i'm sorry fuck your coach <laughs> uh, it's been real man another fun one conference games go check them out y'all uh good luck to your team they're still in there and uh we'll be back man to talk about the results and who's going to the super bowl and all that stuff man it's been jonathan rollins with me sarah What's been a bell? Peace. Lady owl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.